0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of Epip, and today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 10. And as we approach the end of the fast of the Apostles, I think the Church wants to remind us of a very important concept, and that is that we are on a mission, that we're on a mission And because the gospel of today is about how the Lord sent his apostles out on a mission. And he sent them two by two into the whole world. Into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And so today I want to speak about our mission. And I want us to realize first that we are on a mission. We're on a mission. You know, our Coptic Orthodox Church is an apostolic church. An apostolic church. And to be an apostolic church, I think that means two things in a very broad sense. To be an apostolic church, it means that, one, we're founded by an apostle. That makes us apostolic. If we're founded by an apostle, and we are founded by the apostle, St. Mark. The second thing that makes us apostolic is that we continue the doctrine and the way of life of the apostles. That we continue the doctrine and the way of life of the apostles. And continuing the work of the apostles isn't just the work of the bishops or the priests or the deacons. Actually, it's the work of all the people. So all of us should are considered apostles. All of us are considered apostles because the word apostle just means... Messenger, messenger. So all of us have a message. In the, um, in the Greek word, it means messenger. And each one is supposed to be proclaiming this message because we're on a mission. You know, in the liturgy, we say a hymn, it goes like this. It goes, Amen, 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 Your, Oh Lord, We pro- Proclaim. Are you guys proclaiming anything? Or you just come to the liturgy, you say one heta and then you leave, and you're supposed to be proclaiming his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Into, this is the message that you're supposed to be proclaiming. That's supposed to be in your thoughts, in your minds, throughout your lives. Not just when you come to church for a, single, uh, for a short time. For us to be on a mission means different things to different people. So every single person every single person has their own mission. And every single person has their own calling. And God asks everyone something to do unique. That you should do this, you should do this, and you should do this. But in a broad sense, because I can't speak to everyone, their personal calling, if you want, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about that after liturgy today. But on a broad level, our mission is to preach the gospel on a very broad, like if everyone's mission here is to preach the gospel. You know, St. Paul, he said something very nice. He said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. This week I started reading a very interesting book. It's called Kisses for Katie. And it's about a 19-year-old girl who was on fire for God. Her love for Jesus was amazing and she was praying for God to reveal to her her calling and her calling was actually at 19 she moved to Uganda and she started serving in a in like a school she ended up going like coming back to the states and then she felt God's call to go back to Uganda and she started like an orphanage she actually adopted Like 13 kids or something by herself and raised 13 kids. And one of the things she always says, she says, This was my calling. She said, I was on love for God. My calling was to love these children. And she felt it, and it was her calling specific to go to Uganda and to do something marvelous. And she's 19. She was 19. And her love for God was incredible. That's the type of people that are on fire for God. The people that receive their calling, they realize that they're on a mission. But for us, I mean, I'm not asking us that we go and move to Uganda. What I'm asking is that we keep the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart and we preach the gospel. How can we preach the gospel? How can we preach the gospel? Very easy. Must start with the parents and the spouses. When spouses treat each other like Christians... They are preaching Christ to their kids. When spouses treat each other like Christians, they are teaching their kids the biggest sermon in the world. When just you being Christ-like to one another is the biggest sermon you could ever give to your kids. If parents and spouses are honest in their businesses and in their taxes... And in their like integrity and not trying to find weasel their way and try to find loopholes and of course the kids they learn from this stuff. So if you want to raise them to be like good Christians you have to be a good example. So to parents I would say if you want to preach Christ start by teaching your kids and start by being good examples yourself. We'll talk about that in the parents we have a parents meeting later today and we'll talk a lot about that. I mean, there's a very famous quote. It says, Preach Christ and when necessary, use words. Preach Christ and when necessary, use words. So just by your actions, by the way you live, by the way you pray, by the way you do things, will make the biggest impact on your lives. So that was for the parents and the spouses. What about for the youth? The youth, I would say your mission. I would say your mission is to realize your identity. To realize your identity. That you are sons and daughters of the great King. To realize that you have something very special prepared for you and you should be working to discover your calling. You should be working to discover your calling. Of course, you're not going to be a five-year-old and say, "Mm." no, you you have to be searching and experiencing God. To the youth, I would say, this is the time to experience God. God's love in your youth to experience God's love this is the time now for all of you your calling your mission right now is to experience God's love search for it find it see it experience it touch it taste it because there will be a time when you find that this world is very cruel and you will say what am I doing here and what is going on here but if you remember the, and experience God's love in your youth and nothing will faze you. Nothing will faze you. you. So to the youth, your mission right now is to experience God's love. I think many of our youth, I hope, are on their way and seeing God's love and how amazing it is. The second thing about being on a mission, first we said being on a mission is everywhere. And our mission is to preach Christ. Number two, mission requires patience and peace. Mission, being on a mission, requires patience and peace. In the gospel it says he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And one thing that I like about this is this verse implies that there's a follow-up. Do you see that? That the the disciples were going, and then guess who was going to go after them? Huh? Guess who was going after them? the disciples or the Lord Jesus Christ himself is going to go to that place. And actually St Paul on his missionary journeys, he would go to a place and then guess what? He would circle and go back to the same places again. He didn't just come and give one sermon and say, "Oh, God bless you guys. You guys heard the good words, you're saved. God bless." There was a follow-up. There was growth. And it requires patience. I think sometimes as Christians, Sometimes as Christians, we want to be miracle workers. And we like in the service, we'll say, Oh, these kids, they don't learn. They don't want to understand. Uh. And then we come in, we say, we'll give them a lesson on love. Okay. Or we'll have them sit with a buna, Okay, come sit. And then I'm going to wave my magic wand on you. And you're going to come out, poof. Magician. It doesn't work like that. It's not a, no magic show here. The mission requires patience. It requires patience and peace. and requires effort. And sometimes we're so quick to just say, I wash the hands and the dust from my feet on these people, and then I leave. No. No, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. Yeah, if at the time they don't receive you, wipe the dust, go somewhere else. But then you have to come back and try again. If they reject you, okay. And then you come back again, and you try again. Patience. It requires patience. Didn't the Lord say, I go after the one and I leave the 99? As he's going after the one. If you don't accept, tell us. Okay, I wash. And this shows you that actually there's judgment for those who don't listen the first time. There will be judgment for those people. It says, it will be more tolerable in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah for than the people that hear the word and then they neglect it and they just forget about it. So mission requires patience. Mission requires Peace like Christians should have should have patience and peace. That's why he says when you go, what are you going to do when you go to these places? What are you going to do? What are you going to tell them? What is what's, what's up? What are you going to you said the Lord the kingdom of heaven has come near you and it says let your peace reside there. Whose peace did it say? It didn't say God's peace. It said your peace means that you are filled with the peace of God in you, and then you give that peace to whoever you see. Do you see that? And then here's another one that's interesting. It says if they don't accept your peace, or they don't accept your teaching, it says what? Let it return back to you. So this is a good thing for the servants here. You are trying to do something in the service... And you're trying to offer peace. Or in your family. Oh, this is a good one. I got one for you. Here. How about in your family? I encourage all the families to have like a little family Bible study. It's very good, right? So this is very great. Very peaceful activity. It's amazing how this peaceful activity can turn into disaster. So here you're trying to say the stewards of God, they bring their peace. If they don't accept your peace, your peace returns to you. Not your peace is gone. No, no, no. Your peace comes back to you. So always the servant has peace and has patience. Third, mission extends us beyond our comfort zone. The mission extends us beyond our comfort zone. It requires faith and trust. You know, our Lord Jesus said, "Our Lord Jesus Christ," he said, "Go your way. Behold, I send you as lambs among wolves." I don't know about you, but I'm scared of wolves. If someone told me to go out in the midst of wolves, I'd say, "No, thank you. It's not my place. I prefer to be in a cage, nice, my nice food and nice accommodations, and no thank you to the wolves." I don't want no wolves. Why do they have to be wolves, dear Lord Jesus Christ? Why couldn't they be? They're nice people. No, they're wolves. The wolves are outside. And one of the things about mission is to go beyond your comfort zone. Every mission is going to push you in a way that is beyond what you are comfortable with. No one's comfortable with wolves. No one's comfortable with wolves. So you have to go outside the comfort zone. The Lord said, Carry neither money bag, knapsack nor sandals and remain in the same house eating and drinking such things as they provide. Ya boy, how many times are we complaining about the food that's provided to us? Oh, this food is not this. Oh, this food is not this. Oh, this food being on the mission. We never complain about food. We never complain. Oh, it's not good? You eat it anyway. And say, Nushkar Rabbana. That's the way it should be. You don't like it, yeah, it's not cooked well, so okay, okay. Learn to cook it better next time and you eat it and you say, نُشْكَرُ Thank God. That's the way we should be. It's the way we should be. And I think what's interesting about this, I think what's interesting about this, is that if you notice, when the disciples came back, what's written about them? They didn't have any of the comforts. They didn't have the, the money or the knapsack. Or you'd say, why? I need a knapsack. I need sandals to preach. And you say, what were the disciples' response when they came back? They said they were full of joy. Full of joy. To do the mission is full of joy. Everyone who does the mission comes back full of joy. Our group that just came back from Africa, full of joy. You ask them, did you miss any of the things here. Ask them, did you miss any of the things here? No, they didn't. No one missed the things here. Actually, on the garden of Gethsemane, before, before you know, our Lord Jesus Christ was betrayed, He asked His disciples, He said, Did you lack anything? And they said, We lacked nothing the time when I sent you out without knapsack, without uh, money bag or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, we lack nothing. We lack nothing. The opposite is true. Here we lack something. Here we're lacking a lot. Pay attention to that very... We're lacking here because we're too comfortable. We're way too comfortable. Because we're so comfortable, we're lacking so much. We're not going beyond our comfort zone. We're staying in our comfort. And this is against the mission. To be a mission, to be a Christian, is to extend, to be in the wolves. We have to break out of this comfort zone. One of the things in America in particular, the church here has to break out of its comfort zone if we are going to survive. Honestly, because... Anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. But here... We lack, the disciples, they lack nothing. When they went out of their comfort zone, they lack nothing. If you stay in your comfort zone, you're going to lack everything. So our mission is to preach the gospel. The mission requires patience and peace. And the mission is beyond our comfort zone. It requires faith and trust. I want to just end with one statement from the gospel of today. It said, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. I have a question for you. Why are there so few laborers? It's a question. I don't know. Why are there so few laborers? If the harvest is so plentiful, God, why are there so few laborers? You ever think about that? I think the answer is because we're not answering the call. We're not answering the call. If everyone answer, there's one billion Christians in the world. There's not too few laborers. There's too few people answering the call. There's too few people living Christian lives. Even we're all Christians. We all come to church. Too few people. That's why it says, pray to the Lord to send out laborers into His harvest. All of us here are laborers. This is a church full of laborers. Church full of laborers. So all of us, we have to labor. All of us are on a mission. This is our Christian, this is our life as Christians. To preach the gospel everywhere. And this is our mission on this earth. I want us to be like St. Paul when we finish our lives and it's time for us to go. That we say what St. Paul said. That we say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I'm done. I finished my mission. Many people are scared to death. Why are you scared to death? Because you didn't finish your mission. You're playing your life. You're doing this. You're doing all your other things. And you're not, you're not caring about your mission. You're not caring about your mission. Your mission here is to preach the gospel. I pray all of us, we learn this lesson in this Apostles' Fast, that we are Christians on a mission. This is a church, a missionary church. We're going to do great things. But through the labor and through the prayers of all of you. And glory be to God forever. Amen.